from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler. Back from hiatus. Oh, what a lovely song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have another song for you. Oh, okay. come on, bring it. What you got? <laughs> so it goes, it's been a while. Shouldn't have kept you waiting. But I'm here now. That is Break the Ice by Brittany Manuel. J'adore. <laughs> Talk about a comeback. Hello. Yes. And in case you guys can sing along to that one, I have another one. Oh my God, we're back again. <laughs> well, this does everybody sing. Ooh. This is great. Why would I ever need Spotify or no. a similar streaming services? Apple Music, throw it in the dumpster. You don't need it. See, that brought up some, some, some feelings for me because the Backstreet Manager guy just past no he did now i'm like oh okay Mm -hmm. dark feelings moving along so let's just move away from that dark material yes and into a little segment we'll call i know what you did this summer oh so clever and i thought we could format it in the way the kardashians used to format their family dinners with something called the peak and the pit oh do they no longer do that no i don't think they do no but in the beginning of their show they used to say our dad, Robert Kardashian, used to make us go around the dinner table and say our highest high of the day and our lowest low. Mm. And that's part I of just, life. I, coming I to just terms don't both. know where I am now that I am taking cues <laughs> from the Kardashians. <laughs> this is where this we point. are. But OK, I'm going to roll with you because I trust you. Yes. I trust you. What a time to be alive. OK. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun if we each picked a peak and pit of our summer months and we can mm. catch each other up and on i like been how you to. sound like a dad as you're saying <laughs> i thought it would be fun if yeah. we just did this little thing that i have in mind kids get in the car on the long now. car journey that we're about to embark. all right who's on. going first carly go ahead uh my peak would probably be that i discovered that i can withstand temperatures of 117 degrees wow oh. i was in palm springs yeah where do you go in the middle of summer the desert, yeah. obviously. In California, yeah. yeah so I feel pretty deal. proud of myself. I survived. It's really easy. You just got to have a pool and some shade. <laughs> and air con. And, oh, I forgot that, air conditioning. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's a cinch. Yeah. So easy. <laughs> Do it. And my pit would be that I had to experience 117 degrees. <laughs> it's all related. Full to circle. find that out. So my peak would be that we took the family to Tahoe. Ooh. And I got uh, the fly bathing suit that I talked about wanting to get. I yes. recall you said you Before we that. left, when we capped the season. So Aren't I got there two that. flamingos arching oh, over the breast? Two flamingos arching towards the breast, the mm-hmm. bosom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole back of it and the side is just like sheer. I am very excited by that. And not in a pervy way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thrilled by that. That would be okay, too. <laughs> so it's hot. My pit would be wearing it for the first time, and the zipper broke, so I had to send it back. What? Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god!" Did the flamingos just kind of deflate? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like I had went to the bathroom, and it was one of those things where it's kind of like the back is built like scuba gear, so you kind of need to like reach your arm back and like zip it up or whatever. And G had been helping me the whole time, and then I was like, "You know what? 
I could go to the bathroom by myself. Oh my I'll be just fine. I I'm went in. That was your woman. first that mistake. That was my first mistake. So I went back there and I tried to zip it. And I'm all like, you know, doing some Pilates moves to make it happen in this small little restroom stall. And it just was not a good situation. Women. But then I just like wore it with the back open and people didn't even notice. And they thought I, they thought it was hot. So I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and then I have a bonus moment, okay. which is a funny moment of the summer. So you might have seen this on Instagram, but I have a little necklace. Oh, I know oh. this. Please I tell. know this story. Please tell the folks at home. Listen, this is amazing. Listeners, sit down. You're going to love this. I have a little necklace that is like this little gold-plated situation. It has a phrase written on it. What's or the phrase, Demetra? The phrase is melanin. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to like go into what that means. Just grab your keyboards and Google if you don't know what that <laughs> means. Uh, but I met this nice lady at an open house, and she commented on my necklace and complimented me on it and then asked me if Melanin is my name. <laughs> I was like, not exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a weird thing. Like, I froze, like, because I didn't want to laugh because then that would have been super rude and I would have made her feel uncomfortable. But it was like one of these, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David oh moments. Like, God. I just pivoted. And I was like, not exactly. So what's the square footage uh, <laughs> on this? Like, I couldn't, there was nothing. 1.5 she... baths, really, yeah. really. So she, I think that she still doesn't know. She's like, I met this rude woman named Melanin <laughs> at, at an open house. Oh my <laughs> Giving Melanin a bad name <laughs> just... at open houses across the East Bay. Starbucks name, <laughs> seared on coffee cups. Oh. So that was my summer. Please do say that next time you go to Starbucks. My name's Melanie. My name is Melanie. And then they'll write like <laughs> Melanie. Melody or Belody or Starbucks something like that. Starbucks can give a damn about your name. They're like, we will call you what we damn well please yeah. while I make your latte. I'll never forget being called Daniel at a Starbucks. <laughs> like Daniel, but with a B, which is not a manual, which is what my real name is. Like Spaniel. <laughs> Spaniel. Yeah. At least it wasn't that. They say they weren't calling me a dog. Oh. So my peak was going to Greece yes. with my little sis. Aww. We did His a lot Instagram of bonding. His Instagram photos are amazing if you don't follow him on Instagram. What's the handle? Excuse my beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With an at. And I got to attend my cousin's big fat Greek wedding. <gasps> and it went from 2 p.m. to 7 a.m. It sounded epic. 7 a.m.? Yes. I'm exhausted just hearing about it. Actually, that's as far as I know because I had to go to the airport. <laughs> but it probably continued on. I just wasn't there to witness. <laughs> Your family were probably like, oh, he left early. <laughs> Can your family adopt me? Because I just need to be a part of celebrations like this. Yeah. Okay. We need a melanin. Yeah. <laughs> melanin hapsis. Yeah. That kind, weirdly, that kind of works. Melanin hapsis. Ooh. Who's your realtor? Melanin hapsis. <laughs> <laughs> so in Greece, I went to cave bars. I went to hammock mm. bars. I went to beach bars. Oh Did oh you go my. to the Jackie O one on... Um, Mykonos? That was last time I went, so I didn't go to Mykonos this time. You don't look back, you only look forward. Exactly. And my review of Greece is always the same. Everything's old and everyone's cute, so it's great. It's great. (laughs) What else do you want? That's a solid four stars on Yelp. Mm -hmm. Would Mm -hmm. visit again. I would. (laughs) My pit was being trapped in JFK Airport for almost two days. Mm. What? I didn't know about this. Yes. It was thanks to a thunderstorm and... Delta's ineptitude. Teamwork, boo. I just felt like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here vibes. <laughs> I was just like, how can I get out of here? Like, oh my this God. Is, this is unacceptable. Well, <laughs> I hate to say it. You know what that's all about? What? It's the old Kennedy curse. <gasps> it all centers around planes. Just saying. So I should be happy I didn't die. Yeah. So wait a minute. So did you write that post before or after this all happened? Well, 
we have an episode about Rosemary Kennedy yes. and the Kennedy curse. It, Go back and listen to that. Yeah. And a lot of the people from that family died in plane crashes. Kathleen, Joe Jr., JFK Jr., Ted Kennedy almost died in a plane crash. Oh, God, I've never thought about that contradiction, actually, that it's weirdly bad taste to have an airport named after John F. Kennedy. <gasps> Think about it. Wow. I'm, I'm not being facetious or glib here because obviously, like, you know, death in yeah. plane crashes is not something that is a little weird when about. you think about it, mm-hmm. though. Huh? You heard yeah. it here first. Jeez. Well, anyway. We just got a lot of downers in this episode. I know. <laughs> Maybe we should start. To, anyway. We should have started with the pits and gone to the peaks, probably. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that next Thanks, time. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Turning this car around. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just have a small bone to pick with both of you. <gasps> I'm listening. So I did some math, and you know I don't like that. Mm, I heard that rumor. <laughs> and I found that approximately 1,368 hours have elapsed since our last recording session. Oh, mm. God, I know what you're going to say. And within all of that time, mm-hmm. you didn't watch The Sound of Music. <laughs> oh, honey. Like I asked so politely. Time is precious. My funny references are just like out here being unappreciated. Also, your lives are not being as enriched as they should be. So now I know that you hate music. Yes. You hate kids. Yes. You hate fun. Yes. You hate nuns. That explains a lot about who I have become, like who I am today. (laughs) Yeah. It all makes sense. So I just want to let you know that, yeah. I'm upset. <laughs> so for the listeners at home, just to explain, in our last episode of the last season, we all talked about things that we really wanted to come true during our hiatus period. Yeah. And a little boy called Emmanuel Hapsis <laughs> made a wish on a birthday dream. cake that Tamita and I would find time in all of those hours to watch The Sound of Music, one of his favorite films. I just couldn't be bothered. I've Both of you were like, no. Here's it is. If you want me to watch it, you're going to have to invite me to a place with a large screen and lots of alcohol. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to be I in. I think that's just it. a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll rent one out with my check from this show. I watched is, other movies that were good. Zero dollars. So coming soon to a theater nowhere near you. No. None. <laughs> you've got to make it easy. Really easy for me to see this film. You've got oh. to just strap me down and sort of prize my eyes open. Now that's Fifty Shades of Grey and I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> so over the summer a lot of things have happened that we didn't get to talk about. Oh, child. We can't go that in depth because a lot happened but certain people on Twitter want us to weigh in on one particular thing. Mm-hmm. Certain people being me because I had. <laughs> I, was, I was tweeting you directly. Spoiler. Yeah. So. You were like ah, excuse my beauty I know you're in Greece but you're going to have to address your girl, Taylor Swift. If you don't know, mm. Taylor Swift had said that she was upset about something Kanye wrote in one of his songs. Mm-hmm. Kanye said she knew about it and they had a conversation on the phone. Her PR person said that's not true. Then Kim Kardashian, patron saint of Petty Receipts, put it on Snapchat, a video of this conversation actually happening. And it turns out Taylor was a liar. You said the was, entire... it was, is past tense. What? <laughs> Until she addresses and stands for these crimes. <laughs> I, she is. You were going to say crimes. They are not crimes. <laughs> they are like crimes. Legal... The great thing is we have a legal system crimes. that defines crimes. crimes. Demeter is assembling a tribunal <laughs> and she is ready to have her head. This is a kangaroo court. <laughs> Not stand for it. So oh. yeah, the entire nation turned against not the entire. pop princess. There was they had there was the she's got her people. Her people are still like listen, 
Kanye has done so many ridiculous things in the past that so what she lied, we're still rolling with her. Like, she's got her people. She's got her camp. They don't have a good excuse, but they're still rolling with her. (laughs) I have to say, yes, she seems like someone who is a bit calculating in the way she operates in the frame of business. I can't stop shaking my head. I really am trying. come in and say how much of a come down this is for you to have to sit here and say these words? But you know what? I am open to acknowledging that she doesn't have to be our best friend. She doesn't have to be our moral compass. She's just someone who writes music that happens to be catchy and which Mm, I enjoy. mm, mm, I will mm. continue to enjoy it. I don't need to be her best friend. I can enjoy her music while also holding the opposing thought that she is a liar. So here goes the thing, though. Here, Here it goes. All right. She has made a career on being a victim. She has. That is what she does. And so I think that's the part that bothers me is that she's always like, I'm going to overcome it. I'm a feminist and we're all together, but I'm going to like try to take Katy Perry down. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a victim and I'm going to write a song about it because you did me so wrong. Like she's made a career out of it. So now it's like, okay, now we know that you not only will lie about it, but you will play it up mm-hmm. well, I, to I, get some kind of publicity. <clears throat> I can't even, I can't. I just can't. Gonna, the Carly, strategy. do you have gonna, something to say? Mm, she got something. She's going to knock on the door. Go just, ahead. Hello. Can I come in? <laughs> Number one, it pains me to have to take the pro Taylor. <gasps> nope. I'm actually <laughs> shocked. Nope. Yeah. Go ahead. Because, as we know in previous podcasts, I'm no fan of Taylor Swift. I don't think writing your own music is anything that, you know, is particularly laudable if that music is, in my opinion, not that good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> However, what I will say is, number one... I die. Yes. Can we stop demanding perfection of young women in the public eye? Why do women have to be perfect? Look at all the stuff that Kanye has done. Why do we demand perfection from a woman, but not from a Kanye man? has been dragged, and Kanye <laughs> continues to be dragged. <laughs> So we don't need perfection, but she needs to take this dragon and she needs to come out and own up to what she's done. Number two. (laughs) The Snapchat was incomplete, guys. The Snapchat was incomplete. Hold on. But did she say they never talked about it? She said she didn't know, right? I think her PR person did say So regardless if it was incomplete, she knew. She said she didn't know about one of the lines. And the Snapchat footage cuts out before he mentions that line. Anyway, I don't want to get too deep into the ways because there are people who might not know what we're talking about. However, I just want to say, you never find me on the side of people waiting to tear a young woman down in the full glare of the media spotlight. Dragging. <laughs> and this entire time that Carla's been speaking, Jamitra has been doing flailing dramatics. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Part three featuring Wyclef John. I'm getting here. whiplash from your finger. I'm like dragging in my direction. Dragging. So, yeah, it's not a good moment for Taylor or her stands, <sighs> but here we are. Can I just also pop in and say, I learned this summer, another peak, what Stan actually means. Really? Like, where it comes from. I didn't know it comes from oh, the Eminem song, Stan. Yeah. I've always just used it as a phrase, like, oh, you know, yeah. I stand for this or I stand for that. I never knew it's the song Stan. Thanks, wow. Eminem. Pop Thanks, Dido. Moving right along <laughs> to something else terrible that happened while I was out of the country. Um. There's a new band out there called Gem, G-E-M, what? formerly um. known as the Spice Girls. They're trying no. to reunite without Posh and Sporty, What's which is point? like, why? bother i know nothing of this and you shouldn't because i'm not going to be listening to their music you shouldn't okay i'm sorry who's in the group again (laughs) jerry who is ginger spice mel b who's scary spice 
and Emma, who's Baby Spice. So the two most visible Spice Girls have chosen to move on with their lives. I would not say Sporty Spice is one of the most visible Spice Girls. She's the most successful solo artist Very true. in the no, UK No, I said the two most visible ones, meaning Mel B. Right? She's in it. Oh, she's in it? She's in it. Why is it's she just sporty? She's like, I've got enough Adidas in my life. I'm fine. I need okay. no more money. And 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 the other girl wants nothing to do with even the memory of the Spice Girls. No. Ones, right? The other okay. girl. <laughs> well, she was like, I didn't sing the first time around. I don't need to be singing on I this don't one need either. To be here. Yeah. So that was very disappointing. Something that was heartening mm. in the face of all these disappointments. I am Kate is not returning for a season three. Oh. It came true. Oh. I will have Tell the listeners know about the show. I recorded several segments about my feelings on Caitlyn Jenner and how she's selfish in her advocacy. And I always delete them because I don't want to get dragged on Twitter by whoever <laughs> loves her or thinks I'm being anti-trans. No, I'm respecting and standing up for trans people, which she does not. She stands up for people who make a lot of money. You know what? I'm doing it again. And I'll just delete this out. <laughs> Let's leave so we should it at, just say that the confetti has dropped from the ceiling yes. in the studio because I Am Kate has been canceled. And, and, and to be clear, Emmanuel loves his share of reality television. Yeah. Okay. And this, I gave it a chance. This just, and mm. I was appalled. I'm just pleased that I will not have to have any more 11 p.m. texts saying, nah, I just deleted the I Am Kate segment again. Again. <laughs> yeah. So kiss that platform goodbye, Kate. Enjoy all your money because that's what's important mm. to you. And enjoy voting Republican this season. Bye. But do, but go out and vote, everybody. What does it Just sound saying. like when the when a podcast is canceled? <laughs> <laughs> like this? Happened like right this. <laughs> so say everything that you want right now. And final hot topic Ooh, hot from hot, hot, hot. this summer. Britney is back, people. <gasps> Her album, Glory, came out last week. And I will say something I couldn't say for many years, which is... It's actually good. And not just good for Britney, which is a lot of what I've been saying. It's like, well, it's a good song for Britney. It's the best work she's done since Blackout. Oh, God, that's a good album. Unironically, it's fabulous. Yes. And And this one is a mid-tempo, heavenly creation. And I'm so happy for her because she's been through a lot. And finally, she's able to enjoy this. But wait, she's not able to enjoy it completely uh, because Lifetime, yeah, come on now. destroyer of all things we hold dear, is having a Lifetime movie based on Britney Jean Spears' life. And they've cast... Who's, oh, I didn't even read that part. Well, it doesn't really matter because no one knows who this person is. <laughs> Natasha Bassett, who's Australian... Other than being a human woman, there's like zero resemblance. Really? I will say she's like a human white woman with light colored (laughs) hair. She's like, so if she goes blonde, you don't think she could pull off the Britney? No. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't know that I have ever seen Lifetime do a biopic well. They tried to do Aaliyah wrong in 2014. They They did Whitney. Mm -hmm. They tried to do Whitney. Yeah. And the world, that was a different channel, but same idea. (laughs) None but of these facts are correct. In every instance, the world was like, do not want. Why Why do you keep doing this? And I get that, yes, there are some dramatic parts of Britney's life that might lend themselves to a dramatic TV movie. But she's been through a lot. And most of that is because of the scrutiny that we've put on her. Finally, she's emerging. We can't just let her exist. No, of course we can't because our culture doesn't even let dead celebrities rest. We got some holograms up in here for Left Eye, Selena, <laughs> Whitney, Whitney yeah. Tupac. Wow. Like, can we just leave Britney alone? Well, here's the to thing, To coin a though. phrase. To coin a phrase. Like, 
I feel like it's really it, it's so improper and I feel like it's a little disrespectful because I feel like those type of films are supposed to be made for people who have like finished their career and have like moved on. Like you make those films when someone's career is like pretty much over or they've passed. Yeah. Like you can't make a film about someone when she still has the potential to come back and actually create and do more things. Like it just seems strange to me. And the fact that they're they've done it is kind of like the period. They're like, okay, Brittany, we're clear about the fact that you're done now. So let's go ahead and and make this film moving right along. Yeah, they obviously hadn't heard Gloria because she's not done. She has things to do. What's the standout hit? Well, it's not a single yet, but my favorite is Slumber Party. Ooh. Mm. It makes me want to go to one. Uh, also, there's You don't go to one on a weekly basis? <laughs> no, that would be creepy. Oh. There's also Just Love Me. Love spelled L-U-V. Oh. Just because. Mm. Yeah. Just Like Me. It's about a guy who gets with his next girlfriend after her looks just like her. <gasps> which, you know, some of us have experienced. Oh, yeah. You're like, wait a minute now. So I want to address... A six-foot wave in Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> directly. <laughs> that tried to drown the Queen of Pop, Britney Spears, on a recent trip to Hawaii. Oh. Rude. Not today or tomorrow or the next day, Satan. You will not <laughs> kill our queen. You will not have her. Get thee behind me. Again, leave Britney alone. Yeah. Like, the please. power of Britney compels you. Yes. <laughs> leave Britney alone. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Britney Spears alone right now. I mean it. Someone else who should leave Britney alone? Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh gosh, here we, we go. go. Okay, so this is... Okay, let me just get comfortable now. <sighs> because so, they, I think there was one mention before we left about summer wishes, and one of the wishes was that Britney and Justin get back together, yes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Who, who wished for that? Because it was not us. It was Mia. Mm-hmm. Our number one fan. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we were all like, yes, because it the, seemed right. the power of the double denim outfits. Mm-hmm. At, that. at that point, that's like pop culture iconography Our for vision us. was clouded. It really was. The pinky and stinky jerseys that they had. Mm-hmm. He was one and a half and she was half. It's like, um, yeah. no. But striking imagery. It's like the but last it's supper. Cute. It is. Brittany and Justin represent a time when we were young. When we didn't have weird lines on our faces. Mm. Speak for yourself. <laughs> when we didn't get hangovers. Like, it represents all that. So we oh, get tied up in that true. and we forget that Justin Timberlake is kind of the worst. And they don't, they should not get back together. She could do better. And here's why. In the fall of 2002, Justin Timberlake tried to launch a solo career because he can't grow old seeing girl this, girl that mm. with these other four aging men. So he releases one single, Like I Love You. People are like, oh, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't chart that high. And then Then he comes out with Crimea River. Mm. And it's all salacious. Like, oh, my God, someone cheated on him. Who could it be? Before we could even guess as to who it was, he puts a Britney lookalike in his music video. And he's like, this is the person you should Mm -hmm. shame. This is the person. So in a Barbara Walters interview around that time, he said, I will always love Britney. Um, she could always turn to me if she ever needs me. Uh, that was an interview up. where he was talking like shut Michael up. Jackson a little bit. You should go listen well, to it. Oh, you know, like, they all want him. All, most of them wanted to be Michael Jackson yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So we won't even. It, that's a, it hmm. was pretty shameless. The uh, the moves ripping off. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then he proceeded to suggest that Britney went back on her vow to stay a virgin until marriage. <gasps> he like sipped tea and was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Britney has always said, and I'm quoting, good morals mean waiting to have sex until after you've been married. 
Did you and she live up to this during your relationship? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's cute, Justin. Whatever. And then he shared an unreleased song with Barbara Walters with these lyrics. Thought I love so strong. I guess I was dead wrong. But to look at it positively, hey girl, at least you gave me another song about a horrible woman. <gasps> okay, so hold on. It not even scan. Is J? No, I'm not gonna say because you're probably gonna throw something at me. I was gonna ask if JT was basically the male version of Taylor Swift back in the day. I mean, with this he's, strategy, ooh, it's close with the victim. I'm trying Although, to think about she writes better songs than him. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Uh, I was gonna, nah. I'm trying to think about whether or not Usher's Confessions was before or after this because he did something similar with the breakup mm-hmm. with him and Chili. Chili. So I don't know if that was the blueprint. He did her or, like, wrong. Who, who like was? Well, mm. if it was a blueprint, you can be sure that Justin would not acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. He loves stealing from black culture and not acknowledging Five it finger discount. Yes. Seriously. So, horrible woman, really, like, chill. Just chill. It was just, like, malicious revenge It wasn't about him expressing, like, this happened to me and I'm talking about my life. It was never about catharsis. It was about sacrificing Britney's reputation for a hit. It was opportunistic. The reason why I'm bringing this up 14 years later is because... <laughs> In a, vanity, he keeps doing it. in a Vanity Fair article, he brought it up 14 years later, saying, In the past, suffering helped me to compose. Crime Your River was written in a moment of pain. Suffering. And the whole world knew. Okay, suffering, composing, like, these aren't things that are real <laughs> to this experience. I mean, when you say composing, I just think of him at, like, a little harpsichord. <laughs> and so his brand is just getting away with shit, and I'm just sick of it. He got away with what he did to Janet. He mm. got away with profiting from black culture and then preaching we're all African, all lives oh matter BS. The Twitter dragged him for that, too. Yeah, well. as they should have. Going number one with that awful new single that's basically Pharrell's Happy. Oh, it's terrible. I heard it on the radio the other day. Slut-shaming Britney, playing the victim. Like, I could go on. Getting too much praise for being mediocre. I'm just <laughs> sick of him. <laughs> Nothing sticks to him. He's Teflon, just like other white males in the news today. Uh-oh. Ryan Lochte? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Jazz <laughs> mm. right. Yeah. I have to be honest. I was not familiar with the Ryan Lochte experience until now. Like, I remember him the first time around with oh, the really? grills. Oh, well, yeah. see, so he had, like, this gold grill, I think, the last time he was at the Olympics. And I know him only because of the grill and that he dated a cast member on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Oh. K. Michelle. Like, they were, like, involved. What? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's when I was like, I see how you get down. I see what's going okay, on. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, if you don't know, he went to Brazil and embarrassed America by (laughs) pissing all over some establishment and breaking things Uh, and then lying about being mugged and then saying he was really brave with a gun to his forehead saying, like, I just was like, whatever, because I'm, like, really awesome and brave. Didn't happen, Ryan. And all these people back home are, like, falling over themselves to equivocate and, like, minimize what he did. And they're like, oh, he embellished and blah, blah, blah. And then Al Roker's on this panel. Al Roker was not here for... I have quotes. He was <laughs> if you look, unimpressed. Quotes. Al Roker said, and I quote, he lied to you. He mm-hmm. lied to Matt Lauer. Yep. He lied to his mom. Yeah. 
He left his teammates hanging while he skedaddled. Oh. There was no robbery. There was no pullover. He lied, okay? Yes. And while he sipped tea, while he stirred his drink. Stirred, yes, very quickly. Shout out Mrs. Lochte, though, for <laughs> comprehensively dumping her son in it. <laughs> yeah. And then the Today Show staff today said that they were embarrassed quote, embarrassed, by Al Roker's, yeah. quote, over-the-top yeah. behavior. What? You're embarrassed by that? So there are reports. I read that some of the higher-ups are upset, but then they also sent out the PR person to say, everything is fine, we're having the best ratings ever, we're all happy over Ugh. here, or whatever the case may be. Stay mad, execs. Al Ugh. was not about that lie. He was like, listen, Mm-mm. not having it. So meanwhile, Gabby Douglas is getting raked over the coals for not putting her hand over her heart oh, yeah, for- Oh, yeah, attitude, right? For- the national anthem, which is not something we do. It's not the Pledge of Allegiance. No. Chill. And Leslie Jones is hacked for just being a black woman out here trying to be Ugh. in movies and do things. And then we have Ryan Lochte not be punished for this at all. And he just got a Dancing with the Stars gig. Is he going to be on Dancing with the yes. Stars? Oh, yes. So it's like America stays problematic forever. Okay, I have another quote. Oh, here we go. This one is from a piece written by Leah Danella. So she quoted Brittany Danielle from Ebony who said, <clears throat> Quote of a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the level of racially charged outrage about overpaid thugs, gangsters, or Uh, worse, mm. racial slurs that would fill up social media had Carmelo Anthony and his boys torn up a bathroom, then claimed to get robbed by fake police? I have no doubt President Obama would have been asked to comment. Black Lives Matter would have been blamed and people would probably never let them live it down. It is true, though. It is true. The Olympic Committee spokesperson said it was just kids getting overexcited. Oh Ryan Lochte is 32 years old. Yeah. Man. He's <laughs> with blue hair. What does he have? Like, what kind of hair? Oh, he dyed it back to oh, a very conservative blonde, shade of brown for, for his the, publicity uh, for the tour. Publicity tour yeah. So done. Uh, yeah, he's just a kid. It's, it's disgusting and upsetting that certain white men are Teflon. I have one more for you. His name is Jared Leto. <laughs> I don't even know what this is about, so let me hear it. <laughs> oh, God, please. I don't want any more Jared Leto news in my brain. Before I get into this, I will just say <laughs> as a teenager, I used to stand for 30 <clears throat> Seconds to Mars, which is his band. Mm-hmm. And I would wait until after the show to talk to him. And I would. And he was very, very nice. Wait, hang okay. on a minute. So you didn't just listen to the music, which I find unbelievable anyway. You actually went to the gigs to talk yes. to Jared Yes, and I would Leto. follow him around the Baltimore, D.C. area. No, okay. And he was very, very nice to me a then like 14, 15-year-old. Oh. So... He seems like he's a good person somewhere deep down, but this certain thing really pisses me off. Okay, let me hear it. On the set of Suicide Squad or whatever Mm -hmm. that is. I'm never going to say it. He sent his cast members a series of things because he was in character as As the the Joker. Joker. He sent them used condoms, used live rats, dead hogs, anal beads. Oh, and then to Viola Davis specifically, a black woman, a box of bullets. Um. So what? No. Uh, what happened? And he the, was in character. He was. The, the a, reception is like allegedly. he was method acting. Boys will be boys. Ooh, I got some method kids acting. Kids will be for you. kids. Right? You send me a box of bullets, and I'm gonna have some method acting for you. We can we can act out together. <laughs> a very particular type of method. <laughs> method acting is fancy speak for being a dick. <laughs> like that's what it is. It's not art. It's just being a dick. And I will leave it up to a woman named Sarah on Twitter, at Cinesnark. Mm, okay. 
She wrote a little paragraph about this situation, and I think she put it well, and I can't really expand on it. Here it goes. You know what you never hear about? Method actresses. There are plenty of actresses who utilize those techniques, but when people talk about actresses who go method, it's always weight loss and haircuts and prosthetic noses. You never hear stories about women who stay in character or hole up in hotel rooms for a month or send their castmates dead pigs. Why? Because a woman's reputation will be destroyed for acting that way. What I see in those Viola Davis-Jared Leto interactions is a woman who has had to be completely self-contained and on her best behavior all the time in order to get even half as far as Jared Leto. Watching a white man act like a f***ing lunatic and be celebrated for it. Viola Davis has never had the option of self-indulgence like Jared Leto, mm. period, point. Well, there you blank. go. And she said all that on Twitter. Yeah. What I will say is joke's on him because apparently he, he is hardly in Suicide Squad. Apparently I know, his I role is incredibly small. And after all that method acting, after people were like, no, uh, there no. wasn't that much in there and the, what was in there we didn't like. Yeah. And now he's saying, oh, it's the editing. I actually did a great job. Yeah, I'm sure. He probably spent more than his salary on those nasty little gifts that he Ugh. sent to people. And he... for what? Ugh. For what? For nothing. For what? So that concludes my white men who are Teflon segment. <laughs> Moving on to white rules. <laughs> so, you know, the summer is about to come to an end. So all of us are sort of like mourning. And the book in for summer for many of us is Labor Day. I think and mourn and do everything in fashion. Like, that's the way I process mm-hmm. life. And so I started to wonder, like, about the not wearing white after Labor Day rule. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like, have you... Do you guys observe that rule or is it just no. kind of like... You don't think about it very much? I've heard people say it, but... I've thought about it, but I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I enjoy the color white. I want to be allowed to wear whatever I want to wear whenever. Hello. You stand up for yourself. I mean, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I got curious and I decided to do a little, like, research and I fell down a rabbit hole a little bit behind this. Um, And so I'm not going to go all into it in depth. There will be a post on KQD Pop that you can like read until your heart's desired and do some research. But I'm just going to give you like a little bit skinny about the situation. So basically, teasing teaser. Teasing teaser. I like this one. So basically, the designated times in which you were to wear white between Memorial Day and Labor Day. After that, you need to pack it away. That's what they say. But why? So this is what I'm going to get into. Most people are like no white shoes or like the obvious stuff. Like you're not going to wear a white sundress when it's like raining outside or muddy or whatever the case may be but once upon a time it was like no white like nothing white you need to pack it all the way period only dark clothes only dark colors only heavy fabrics because you're in in mourning for the summer Mm -hmm. so let me just break it down so where did the rule come from there's not like a definitive like definitive definitive about it Mm -hmm. but there are theories and there are pretty much like three major theories so the first one is like practicality and common sense the second one is like trends taste making like sort of fashion and the third is good old-fashioned classism uh-oh. So you know that's I the knew one that I'm had to come into. in there. Good yeah. old-fashioned. Wonder how long that was going to be for it. Know, anytime it's I'm head. talking, you know what's going to come up. So, so I'll get into the first part. So practicality is like the obvious stuff, like seasons. Like we live in California, there are no seasons. We're like it's sunny and it's sunnier. Mm-hmm. Like that is it. Yeah. Right. But if you live on the East Coast, like it's raining. Like you know, we're like, what's fall? What's what's autumn? <laughs> <laughs> What are those things? So, like, it's obvious people wouldn't wear white during a rainy season or during a time when they could sully it up. The very idea is ludicrous. That you wouldn't wear white during winter? Well, I think, well if it rains on you and then everything goes see-through. 
Ooh, I mean, you're but talking you know, to someone who never wears white anyway. Full disclosure, I have no skin in this game because I don't own a single white piece really? of clothing. I think I owned a white top three years ago. It went missing. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> well, confession is I am not a responsible enough adult to wear white. Exactly. So I like who spill is? things on it. And so that's why white is just not my jam. But I can appreciate a nice, crisp white. I guess. But like white jeans. White? Who owns? I, well, hang I, on. Emmanuel owns white some jeans. I'm just looking at him right now. You're like, who the hell? He's oh. looking at me with a fire of a thousand suns. I own white shorts, mm-hmm. white pants. Are you not worried about potential accidents? Like, well, he doesn't have a monthly visitor. Is that what okay. you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, the decorators. Uh, no, I mean, for example, if you, I, I don't know, if you sat down on a, a little uh, chocolate raisin that was on your seat and right. you were like, oh, I just sat on it and now it's all over my jeans. I just try to not sit on raisinettes. <laughs> and I Thank you for the translating. Game. But here's the thing, though. I'm a Virgo, so I, th- I see things that other people I don't see. I you about to say I'm a virgin. I was like, Girl, well, that would have been having three kids. You might as well. Listen, virgin if Mary. I was, I, virgin am, melanin. I have come back. Virgin, virgin melanin. <laughs> Praise thee. Do you like how I just don't want to talk about horoscopes nope, so much nope. that that's what I heard? You're like, yeah. mm. um, so I see things that some people don't see. So I'm just like, mm, there's a little dot spot right there, and I'm and it's ruined for me. So mm-hmm. that's why white is not my, my best friend. But anyway, moving right along to the practicality. So seasons. In the olden days, we had coal-burning furnaces. Uh-huh. Oh. And so during the wintertime, you don't sooty. want to just be like sooty with white on. So you save your white for, you know, the summer when you can wear it and it's cool and you, you don't have to worry about it getting dirty. Yeah. And there were no washing machines in those no, days. Yeah, girl. Machines. And you don't want to be in the river with the rocks. I do you not. Know, just <laughs> and your white dress trying to get it clean. You Sounds don't. like a terrible laundress. Yes. Okay, and so the other theory is sort of like the tastemaker theory, right? So most of the major fashion magazines, Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, were all in New York. And New York has seasons, and they were reflecting what they see and how they dress. And they were like, we don't wear white in the wintertime. So then people in California who also read Vogue or Harper's Bazaar were like, oh, it's just not. We just don't do that. We just don't wear white. Meanwhile, we could. Right? Um, But then there were a few renegades, I should point out. Like Coco Chanel was like, boo. (laughs) White suit. In November. Yes. What now? I Coco- mean, white with winter and like snow makes sense to winter me. Winter white. It's yes. just like snow yeah, bunny Coco Chanel chic. was all about the winter white. She had white in her collection. She wore white. She didn't care about the fashion rules. So the last piece of it, the classism piece, which I'm going to delve, delve into a little go. bit more. Uh-oh. It says that it's less about like the, the not wearing white after Labor Day is less about fashion and more about etiquette. Mm. Right. Oh, knowing the dumb thing. Right. So the etiquette, to break it down, by uh, Merriam-Webster, etiquette is the conduct or procedure required by good breeding Ugh. or prescribed by authority to be observed in social or official life. Oh, I don't right? like the word breeding. Yeah, it's, it's just a little weird. Any kind of, but that gives you an idea of definition. sort of like the origins of etiquette, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the research that I found dates back to French royal courts in 16 and 1700. Of course. Although, although the first <laughs> known book on etiquette was written in 2400 BC <gasps> by someone named Pita Hotep. Which, as best as I could find, Egyptian? is Egyptian, right? Okay. So it's like appropriation, though. This is what we're gonna right. How you gonna say <laughs> etiquette dates back to French court? But we got twenty four hundred BC, and the French are like, let's recalibrate what these brown people said <laughs> and make it about how awesome white people are and how awful white the color is. It Shout makes out no Egypt. sense. So Seriously. Then, 
Mm-mm. So in more of my research, I found like evidence that in the olden days before utensils were a thing, like noble people would eat like everybody's eating with their hands. But noble people would eat with the pinky out because oh. they're like, listen, OK, OK, oh. we haven't bathed in weeks. <laughs> we have no utensils, but I am still better than you. See my pinky. I am preserving okay. the cleanliness of this small finger. See my pinky. So like what does the pinky raised have to do with America and are not wearing white after Labor Day. I couldn't even hmm. tell you. Okay, so this is where I'm going to just, you guys had to put on your conspiracy theory hats with me. Are they on? Just pull them on. Mine was already on. Pull them on Could tightly. Could you hear the tinfoil rustling? And we will take a little journey. So basically in the 1800s and 1900s, America was like having a flood of immigrants, right? We had a lot of immigrants coming to the country. We still do. Like America is built on Immigrants. Shout out me. Hello. Hi, Carly. (laughs) So in the post-Civil War era, upper crust wives and upper crust society needed a way to differentiate themselves from the nouveau riche and the Mm. immigrants. Right. So thus they came up with different rules and guidelines around etiquette that they started to perfect. So it's basically like a gang sign, that mm-hmm. pinky up. Yeah. Oh, it's like an us and them right. thing. And so the the not wearing white after Labor Day was part of those, like that bundle of rules. Oh. So it's just arbitrary. Yeah, like, it's like this arbitrary. They can't be in our club. You can't be, you can't sit with us. Talk about being set up to fail. Right. So and so then like in, in, in our culture, in American culture, it's all about upward mobility, right? So you've got people who are like, they come here, they want to earn their way into like this elite society. So you may have as much money as this other person does. But because you're wearing the color white after Labor Day, I know that you don't know the rules and I shouldn't give you the time of day. Wow. God. Right? Not and people so, I want to hang out with. But oh. then you also have the people who want to be a part of that society who are trying to learn the rules and trying to observe these rules so they can be accepted into this, like, squad elite society. Hence <laughs> the white Swift parties squad. of the 1990s. The nouveau riche. Okay, so hang on. And the white parties of the Stop 1990s. Stop right there and give me a very quick explanation on white parties. So white parties are basically, like, parties that you show up to and you just wear all white, like, head to toe white. And it's like a – whenever I think about white parties, I think about, like, a Hamptons P. Diddy vibe. But why? Why would it's such a terrible color to wear in terms of practicality? But it's like the epitome of summer, right? So when I was doing my research, I found like all of these stories and all of these comments about like if you had a white wardrobe that you wore during the summer, it was sort of like a symbol of like upper crust society, like it was like resort wear. So oh, like I'm never going to get this dirty. I'm not going to be doing anything that's ever going to sully this. So I'm going to go to the Hamptons or I'm at a resort and I have a whole separate wardrobe just for this particular part of my life. You right? And so if you can do that, it's a, like white parties are basically a celebration of that. Hmm. I have so much money. I know I'm not going to get this mucky. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I do, I could just buy another one. Quite right. <laughs> and, or, and someone else will be watching it. I yeah. don't care. I'll send a guy out <laughs> to go exactly. and get it. Exactly. So basically, we're all being played by post-Civil War upper crust wives with too much time on their hands. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> The pinkies. They, they put these rules into play and were and like a lot of people who are attempting to be like upwardly mobile in our society are still following them to this day. So where would you want to wear? Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will continue because nothing in that convinced me of what they were saying. <laughs> Take out your white jeans, unfold them and wear them. I know. Like I like I have just I'm just full of quotes this episode, but I have yet another <laughs> quote for you. I love it. OK. Browen Cosgrave, the author of The Complete History of Costume and Fashion from Ancient Egypt to the Present Day, told Time magazine in 2009, fashion rules are meant to be broken by those 
who can pull it off. Oh. Okay. So you wear your white. Put that on a t-shirt. Okay. Make it white. So can I play a little game with y'all called Nouveau Riche or No? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) How are you spelling No? No. Just No. It's phonetic. Yes. Um, So Nouveau Riche and No. So I stumbled, in my research, I stumbled upon this blog called Parisian Gentleman and there was an article titled of aristocratic blue blood and old money style and so basically it was like real talented Mr. Ripley he was like you'll never be a blue blood but if you want to like integrate into the circle these are the things that you need to do and you need to emulate and so he killed someone yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) and so I've come up with these three questions that I'm going to ask you and then we can determine how sort of like honed your nouveau riche detector is oh my god okay Okay, so <clears throat> question number one. So you're hobnobbing it up at a gala, sipping champs and eating caviar. Suddenly, three people walk in the room. The first, a dashing young man, extremely well-groomed <laughs> in a crisp Taylor Armani suit. This season's, of course. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. A modelesque woman wearing an impeccably gorgeous fuchsia dress with cutout detail around the collar. Work, girl. Work. Last, a young woman with slicked hair topped with a pearl barrette wearing a simple black Vintage velvet dress. Who is the rich one? Oh, hmm. probably the dude because yeah, statistically everyone hates women <laughs> in this culture. <laughs> I'm gonna say the the gal in the hat. Oh, with the barrette. Yeah, Carly is right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So what I learned from this article is that uh, people who are wealthy blue bloods. They like to wear older clothes that have been passed down from generation to generation. They are not into the trendy stuff, so mm. they most likely will not be wearing this season's Armani. Well, they got nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. And they are a lot more conservative than most of us are, mm. so they will not be wearing cutouts or showing midriff or any of that. They will be covered up wearing neutral, muted colors. Okay. Okay, mm. so hence the pearl barrette and the vintage dress that was passed down from generation to generation. Mm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Uh, You're scheduled to attend a benefit in late September. Your stylist comes over to provide a dress, of course, because you're too busy. Obviously. Hello. Um, You have the following to choose from a silk winter white wrap dress secured with a diamond brooch, a sweeping poly blend gown with intricate embroidery, Mm, and a simple cotton sheath dress. Which do you choose? I'm going simple Mm -hmm. because I don't want to lose that diamond brooch. Okay. I'm going embroidery because that takes a lot of time and manpower to make that. Woman power. Okay. Once again, Carly is right. This is like that. <laughs> what okay. can I say, guys? So what here can we I say? go. We are blue bloods. Okay. We do not wear poly blend. We only wear fabrics that have been around for generations. Okay. okay. So, poly, so fa- fabrics that have not been around longer than 100 years, you will not put on your body. You understand? This is all making sense that Carly's so good at this and I'm not because <laughs> wow. she's from the richest country in Europe and I'm from the poorest. So I'll bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> also, although the silk dress is beautiful, it's winter white, which is acceptable in late September after Labor Day. We do not wear silk after Labor Day. We do not do that. That is not what we do in this life. Not how we do. So no. So the simple cotton sheath dress is simple enough, and it's cotton, which is a natural fabric, and it's breathable as well. Mm-hmm. Great. And lastly, currently the gym in your villa is being is under construction. Of course, oh, I hate right? when that happens. Mm-hmm. So now you have to go to the gym. What a bummer. So what should you wear? The latest Ivy Parker gear that Beyonce had hand delivered by Blue Ivy and Jay Z. A cute black Nike bodysuit with a swish placed 
cleverly on the back or black yoga pants and the white tank that you wear when you supervise, you know, the gardener or the house cleaner or whoever, because you don't do any of your own work because you're filthy rich. Last one. Last one. I say the second one. Second one? Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't wear logos. <laughs> as, as, as one blue blood saying goes, wearing crests of other people's belongs to the footmen. Oh. Okay. Okay. So we don't do that. So no Nike, no Blue Ivy. We will be wearing the black yoga pants and the basic white tank. Oh, I've wow. learned so much. So Thanks much. for that. So we'll all be wearing white this Labor Day yes. season. And screw your rules. <laughs> We're with Coco Chanel. Okay. But not on everything. <laughs> just to clarify that. I just want to break the rules. And to end every episode, we end with a song. We're going to end with a Britney Spears new track because she was not taken down by that wave in Hawaii. And mm-hmm. I hope she never dies. To our podcast papa david marcus thanks to carolyn Pennypacker riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show please subscribe on itunes also rate us if you like us if you don't um you never heard this until next week find us on social media i am excuse my beauty without the first d on twitter i am at teacup in the bay i am at jimmy says follow us favorite our staff bye bye bye, bye.